Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Find hidden clues and uncover a murder mystery. Solve mind-teasing mysteries of the Roaring Twenties. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love true crime, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? There's nothing I love more than getting to decorate my very own luxurious state island. The best part? You can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. On this episode of Black Girl Gone, I tell the story of Aisha Degree, a nine-year-old girl from Shelby, North Carolina, who disappeared on February 14, 2000. Her disappearance sparked a widespread investigation that captivated the entire community where she lived. But the case remains unsolved to this day, leaving many questions unanswered. The circumstances surrounding her disappearance and the subsequent efforts to find her have left both her family and investigators baffled. Over 23 years later, the people who loved Asia are still looking for those answers. What happened to Asia, And who is responsible for her disappearance? This is Asia's story. Telling the stories of the missing and murdered will always be difficult, but when it involves a child, it's a little bit more difficult. This week, we delve into a puzzling case of Aisha Degree, a young Black girl whose vanishing remains a mystery to this day. As we explore the details of this heartbreaking story, my goal, as always, is to help bring attention to these stories, even ones that have gotten a lot of attention. Aisha's disappearance is one that demands our attention as we continue to strive for answers and resolution for her family. Aisha Degree was a bright and cheerful girl who lived with her parents, Harold and Aquila Degree, and her older brother. Born on August 5th, 1990, Aisha had a love for basketball and excelled in school. She was known for her quiet and shy nature, and she was adored by her family and friends. In the year 2000, Aisha was a fourth grade student at Falston Elementary. At Falston, she played basketball for the school and was just an all-around good student. She was often selected as Student of the Week. Her favorite subjects were math and science, and when she got older, she dreamed of attending Winston-Salem University, where she wanted to study science. Now, not many nine-year-olds know what college they want to go to, but Aisha had big plans. She wanted to be a writer and an illustrator. The Degrees were a close-knit family who were actively involved in their church community. Aisha's mother and father tried their best to protect their children from the evils of the world. They were only allowed to watch certain TV shows, and the family did not have a computer because they were afraid of predators gaining access to the children. 
In the neighborhood the family lived in, there were also several of the Degrees family members that lived close by, who the family was also very close with. Asia and her brother were surrounded by family, but even still, their parents were very cautious. When they played outside, they were only allowed to go but so far. Because both of their parents worked, Aisha and her brother would come home by themselves after school and would stay alone until their parents got back. When you give children that responsibility, it's important that they understand the dangers that may be out there so that they're careful. And so the degrees were very protective over their children. Aisha was known to be a responsible child, even at just nine years old. She knew not to speak to strangers or answer the door for anyone, even family if her parents weren't home. She was well aware of the potential dangers that were lurking out there. And so that is why what happened in the early morning hours of February 14th, 2000, makes no sense. That weekend had been, by all accounts, pretty typical. Now, over the years, the timeline and some of the information regarding the events of that weekend have gotten lost or mixed in with other details. And so it's hard to know exactly what happened. But what I could piece together was this. That Friday, February 11th, school was closed for the children. And since their parents had to work, reports state that Aisha and her brother spent the day at their aunt's house. That afternoon, both of them had a basketball game at the school, and so they both went to play with their teams. Aisha's game was first, but after fouling out of the game, her team lost. And Aisha, according to those in attendance, was upset. The team had been undefeated, and she was their star player, and her falling out of the game had contributed to their first loss of the year. Her brother's game was right after hers, and people there said that by the time his game started, Aisha was in a much better mood. That Sunday, February 13th, the Degree family spent the morning at church like they normally did. Aisha had been at her cousin's house since Friday, and so her parents had picked her up from there before heading to church, which was about 15 minutes from where they lived. They attended church service, and then they went to a family member's afterwards for lunch before heading back to their house. The fateful night began like any other in the Degree household. Aquila, Aisha's mother, recalled a routine evening. Aisha was tired from staying up late with her cousins, and so... When she got home, she took a nap at around 6.30 p.m. It had been raining that night, and the sounds of the thunder awoke Aisha from her nap. Her family said that around 8.30 p.m., after she woke up, she joined her mom and brother in the den where they were watching TV. Harold, Aisha's father, was at work that evening, and so at first it was just Aisha, her mom, and her brother at home. As the evening progressed, the storm outside intensified, and it created an eerie backdrop for what was going to happen that night. At around 9 p.m., the bad weather had caused a car accident nearby. The car hit a utility pole, causing the power at the Degree home and several others in the area to go out. So the family lit candles, and Asia's mom lit a kerosene heater so they would stay warm while they waited for the power to be restored. She said in a later interview that her sister and her kids, who lived across the street, came over and stayed with them during the blackout. Aquila said that around 9.30, she told the children to go to bed. And she said a few hours later, at around 12.30 in the morning, the power was restored. Now, Aisha's dad arrived home sometime later that evening after the children were already asleep, according to reports. 
Harold said that he stayed up until about 2.30 a.m., but he said before he went to bed, he went into his children's room and both Aisha and her brother were sound asleep. And sometime after that, Aisha's brother said that he heard her get up to use the bathroom. Now, what time it was exactly isn't clear, but if we're going with the father's timeline, then it was sometime after 2.30 in the morning. Her brother said that he heard Aisha when she returned to their room and heard a noise that sounded like her bed squeaking from her getting back in. After that, he fell back asleep. And then after that, at some point, in the early hours of Monday, February 14th, Aisha, for reasons that are still unknown, left her home without a trace. Now, that morning, shortly before 6 a.m., Aisha's mother woke up and went into her children's room to wake them up for school. Now, her son was fast asleep in his bed, but when she looked over at Aisha's bed, she wasn't there. When the degrees discovered that she was missing, panic immediately set in. They started frantically searching the house and the surrounding area, but they could not find Aisha anywhere in or immediately around their house. They called around to family members that lived nearby to see if maybe she had gone to their house, but no one had seen her. Her parents, now fearing the worst, called 911. Police arrived shortly before 7 a.m., and the initial search focused on the degree residence and the immediate vicinity. After looking through Aisha's room, her family discovered that Aisha's sneakers were missing, along with a pair of jeans, her backpack, and a Tweety Bird purse her teacher had given her. Police had quickly determined that there had been no forced entry when there was no evidence that a crime had taken place inside the house. Law enforcement began combing through the dense woods and fields that surrounded the family home, hoping to find any signs of Asia. But the stormy weather from the night before had complicated the search efforts, making it difficult for search teams to navigate the rugged and muddy terrain. The local authorities had immediately begun actively searching for Asia, launching the largest search in the county's history at the time. But as the hours passed, the search for Asia intensified. The information about her missing began spreading, and the local community rallied together because they were determined to find her. Volunteers from all over came forward, offering their time and resources to assist in the search efforts. Together, these volunteers formed search parties and combed through dense forests, fields, and abandoned buildings, hoping to uncover any sign of Asia. As part of their search, they also distributed flyers and posted missing person posters to raise awareness about her disappearance. Their efforts galvanized the community and united them in a common goal, to bring Asia home safely. It didn't take long for the media to get wind of the disappearance, and they quickly began to spread information about Asia's disappearance to a wider audience. And as news of her disappearance spread, the media coverage quickly ramped up. Local newspapers and television stations in and around Shelby began reporting on the case, sharing details about Aisha's disappearance and urging the public to come forward with any information. The story captured the attention of the surrounding communities, stirring up a mixture of both fear and concern. 
Reporters interviewed Aisha's family and friends, and those interviews helped to shed light on her personality and daily routines. Pictures of her smiling face were plastered across newspapers and broadcasted on television screens. And as the media coverage continued, it became clear that Aisha's disappearance was not going to fade away quickly. The increased attention from the media sparked an outpouring of support from the public, with many more individuals joining the search efforts and offering their assistance. The media coverage in those early days played a crucial role in raising awareness about Asia's disappearance and mobilizing the community to come together in the search for answers. In the hours that followed Asia's mysterious disappearance, the search for answers reached a fever pitch. Despite relentless efforts and widespread searches, investigators found themselves in a nail-biting pursuit. No clues, no leads, and the mystery was deepening. But the urgency to unravel the truth became more important than ever. Copilot is a personalized fitness solution. Every individual is unique, so your fitness journey should be too. Copilot's app links you with an affordable, real-life fitness coach who customizes workouts tailored to your individual needs and goals. No fitness fads here. Work out anywhere, anytime. And make fitness a seamless part of your lifestyle. You'll get a completely personalized workout with step-by-step guidance. Your coach continuously updates and adapts every workout to your goals, schedules, and injuries. My Copilot app offers the connection to a real-life expert coach. Workout plans are tailored by your coach to be enjoyable and effective. Regular progress check-ins, support, and guidance. And the importance of accountability leads to consistency and success. Workout programs are designed around your specific lifestyle, and you have the ability to work at your convenience with or without a gym. I really enjoy how flexible the workouts are and the personalized experience that I get with the coach. And so I'd love for you to follow my lead to get fit and feel fabulous. Give Copilot a try to find out why it was listed by Forbes as the top-rated personal trainer app of 2023. Head over to go.mycopilot.com slash girlgone to get a 14-day free trial and 20% off your first month of personalized fitness with your own personal trainer if you sign up before February 1st, 2024. That's go.mycopilot.com slash girlgone to get a free 14-day trial and 20% off your first month. Sign up for the new year and let Copilot help you reach your fitness goals. In the early morning hours of February 14th, 2000, nine-year-old Aisha Degree disappeared from her home in Shelby, North Carolina. As the search to find her continued, reported sightings and clues left behind would only create more questions. As one day turned to two and then three, the search for Aisha had expanded beyond Shelby. Flyers with her picture were distributed across the state and news outlets all over North Carolina had picked up the story. As the search continued, investigators discovered two critical pieces of evidence that 
only added to the mystery. In the days following Aisha's disappearance, there were several potential sightings of her. Witnesses reported seeing a girl matching Aisha's description walking along Highway 18 in the early morning hours of February 14th. A truck driver told the Charlotte Observer, quote, I seen a little girl walking with her book bag. She had on a little white dress, white tennis shoes, and her hair was in pigtails. He said that when he saw her, he was concerned, and so he turned his truck around to go back. Quote, I went back, but she never looked up at me. She looked like she knew where she was going. She was walking at a pretty fast pace, he continued. And now, not long after that sighting, another trucker said that he saw someone walking along the highway wearing light-colored clothing. He said that he thought it was a woman and that it was some kind of domestic situation. He claimed that he had no idea that it was a child. He said he didn't think anything about it until he spoke to his wife later on that night, who told him about Aisha missing. Now, neither of the people who possibly saw Aisha that night called the police until after she was reported missing. But these sightings of her alone led investigators to believe that Aisha may have willingly just left her home, but at some point encountered a predator. However, no definitive evidence could confirm this theory at the time. Despite the efforts of law enforcement and community volunteers, these sightings did not provide any solid leads in the search for Aisha. Investigators, however, were determined to uncover the truth behind her disappearance, and they continued to explore all possible avenues to bring her home. A few days after Aisha disappeared, a local family came forward after they found several suspicious items in their shed. The family said that they had found the items on February 15th, the day after Aisha was reported missing. Inside the shed was a Mickey Mouse hair bow, candy wrappers, a pencil, a pen, and a picture of an unidentified little girl. When the items were collected by police, it was discovered that the candy wrappers matched candy that Aisha had been given at school for Valentine's Day a few days before, and her parents confirmed that the hair bow and pen that she had gotten on a family vacation did belong to her. But the discovery raised questions about why she would have been in the shed. Had she gone in there to get out of the rain after leaving home? And was she alone? Detectives brought out bloodhounds, but they were unable to pick up Aisha's scent. After discovering those items in the shed, the theory that started to gain traction was the possibility that Aisha had just simply run away from home. Some speculated that she may have been unhappy or facing an unknown threat, prompting her to flee in the middle of the night. This theory, however, clashed with the image painted by family and friends of a content and well-adjusted child. As investigators delved into Aisha's life, searching for any signs of issues or a motivation to run away, they found no conclusive evidence. The lack of a clear motive or indication of any unhappiness challenged the runaway theory, leaving many, including detectives, to grapple with the unsettling reality that the young girl had seemingly vanished without a trace. As the weeks turned into months, 
The small town of Shelby dealt with the emotional toll of Aisha's disappearance. The once thriving community found itself haunted by the uncertainty, with every missing child poster serving as a stark reminder of a young girl who had become a symbol of the unknown. The search efforts continued, with volunteers joining law enforcement and scouring the area for any signs of Aisha. Candlelight vigils and community gatherings became a regular occurrence as the town rallied together to support the Degree family. The collective grief and fear that hung over Shelby transformed the disappearance of Aisha into a shared trauma. But the disappearance also gave rise to various theories and speculations, with the investigators grasping at any thread that could lead to answers. Now, among the theories considered were abduction, family involvement, and the possibility that Aisha had just ran away from home. But the most haunting theory that lingered in the minds of investigators and the public was the possibility of abduction. Could someone have targeted Aisha, luring her away from the safety of her home on that stormy night? The discovery of some of her belongings near Highway 18 and the sightings of a child fitting her description walking along the roadway also suggested that she may have just been vulnerable to the elements and also potential predators. Law enforcement examined reports of any suspicious individuals in the area, but the lack of eyewitness accounts or credible leads hindered the progress. As the investigation continued, the community coped with the unsettling thought that a predator might be lurking among them. In cases of missing children, investigators often explore the possibility of family involvement. However, both of Aisha's parents vehemently denied any knowledge of her disappearance or involvement in what happened to their daughter. And the family's cooperation with law enforcement and their emotional distress added weight to their claims of innocence. Despite their cooperation, however, some in the community speculated that the family might be hiding secrets. And so rumors circulated and whispers of strained family dynamics and hidden motives fueled suspicions. The degrees, in the midst of their grief, sadly found themselves under intense scrutiny as the investigation continued. But 18 months after Aisha's disappearance, a chilling development unfolded. In August 2001, more than a year after she went missing, a man named Terry Fleming made a startling discovery. 26 miles away from where Aisha and her family lived, while excavating the land near the highway, he discovered a backpack buried in the ground and wrapped in plastic. The backpack, which was later identified as Aisha's, contained personal items such as clothing, a pencil, and a family photo. There was also a book inside the bag. The book was a Dr. Seuss book, a library book that did not belong to Aisha. Now, finding the book raised even more questions about who would check the book out from the library and who had given it to her. Now, when the bag was first discovered, the contents of it were not publicly released. It was nearly two decades after Aisha disappeared that we learned exactly what was in the bag. Now, aside from the book, there were several items of clothing, including her basketball uniform and her favorite pair of pants, a pair of shoes, Aisha's house key, and her wallet. 
and three family photos. Also found in the bag was a new kids on the block nightshirt, but Aisha's family said that the nightshirt did not belong to her. Now, early in the investigation, the FBI had joined local law enforcement in the search for Aisha, and the additional resources provided by the FBI was more than welcomed, and initially raised her family and the community's hope that they would start to get answers. The FBI's expertise and resources added a new level of depth to the investigation and uncovered previously unknown information. They assisted in speaking to Aisha's family and friends, and those interviews provided valuable insights into Aisha's relationships and interactions, helping them to piece together a clearer picture of what may have transpired on the night she disappeared. But when the backpack was found, the investigation began to focus on specific individuals, creating a renewed sense of urgency and momentum. With the newfound information, law enforcement worked tirelessly to connect the dots, investigating every possible lead in the hopes of uncovering the truth behind Isha's mysterious disappearance. At that point, the investigation had yielded some significant findings. They had discovered that Aisha had left her home during the early morning hours of February 14th at approximately 3 a.m., possibly on her own accord. The authorities were able to determine that she had been seen walking along the nearby Highway 18. But after thorough analysis, they could not locate any evidence of foul play or an abduction. Investigators believed that Aisha had left on her own. They just could not figure out why. But after the discovery of the backpack, investigators were hoping that they would find something else that would lead them to Asia. But they were no closer to finding her than they were before. As the years went by, Asia's story began to get less and less attention. And although it was a big story in the beginning, eventually the searches stopped and the media largely moved on. Locally, however, it remained a big story among the locals. And while the case did garner national attention, including being featured on America's Most Wanted and the degrees appearing on national talk shows, it never did get the attention that it really deserved. In 2015, over a decade after Aisha's disappearance, a new lead emerged, reigniting hope for answers. The FBI released information about a potential witness who came forward with startling accounts. The witness claimed to have seen Asia getting into a dark green 1970s Lincoln Continental along Highway 18 on the night she disappeared. This revelation shifted the focus of the investigation back to the possibility that Asia might have been coerced or forced into a vehicle, something that investigators had speculated but had never been able to prove. Now, the witness's account opened up new avenues for the FBI and the local law enforcement and prompted a re-examination of the files and a renewed effort to solve this case. A $25,000 reward for information was offered, and there was hope once again that this case would be solved. But in the years following that information being released, there was no information that led to Asia. In 2018, the FBI released the information about the contents of the backpack 
including pictures of the shirt and book found with the bag. The FBI hoped that the items may jog someone's memory, but as of the recording of this episode, the disappearance of Asia Degree remains unsolved. Over the years, age-progressed photos of what Asia may look like as she aged have been released, and with no proof to say otherwise, there was and is the possibility that she is still alive. The reward has been raised to $45,000, and billboards featuring Asia's pictures have been posted around the area, but the mystery surrounding what happened to this child left a scar on this small town, and it is a haunting loss for the Degree family. It's now been over 23 years since Asia vanished, and the theories continue to circulate, with the community divided on what may have transpired on that stormy night in 2000. The items in the shed, the buried backpack, and the sightings on the highway have added layers of complexity to a case that defies any easy explanation. The lack of concrete evidence, combined with the passage of time, has left investigators grappling with the challenge of unraveling a mystery that seems to grow more elusive with each passing year. The disappearance of Asia Degree is a heartbreaking story of a young life interrupted and a family forever changed. The search for answers continues, fueled by the hope that one day the truth will come out, bringing closure to a family and a town haunted by the unknown. Asia Degree was nine years old when she disappeared in the early morning hours of February 14th, 2000 in Shelby, North Carolina. If you have any information about Asia's disappearance, you can contact the Cleveland County, North Carolina Sheriff's Office. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.